Hello and welcome to Beside the Point, a little something extra apart from our regular program. And today we are focusing on a very <laughs> special guest. Okay. Um, Dr. Michael Fanus. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Michael. Hello. Um, I, you've been on the show a few times talking about PrEP and HIV prevention. Um, I, but I, I'm just curious because we've never actually talked about this. Like, how did you get into this kind of work? Like, what made you decide, I want to be a pharmacist? Uh, good question. Uh, pharmacy isn't that exciting, and most pharmacists I know don't do what I do. Um, I w had an interest because it's my community, and I have friends that are HIV positive, and I'm at risk being a gay man. Uh, when I had the opportunity to do my doctorate and focus on one uh, disease state, I thought, well, there's all these new treatments coming out for HIV. At the time, there was no PrEP. And uh, I was grateful because shortly after that, I needed to take antiretrovirals myself because at the time, the only way you could prevent HIV was with post-exposure prophylaxis. Mm -hmm. And post-exposure prophylaxis is taking these meds after an exposure. You take it for a month and it prevents you from becoming kind, HIV kind positive. Kind of like a morning after pill. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You have up to 72 hours to take it, just like the morning after pill for pregnancy, but you have to take it for a month, unfortunately. Damn. But in that month, I said, okay, well now I'm, getting the idea of what a lot of my friends have to do every day. And there's gotta be a better way. And you know, the advances in medicine are exciting. That's why I wanted to be a meds expert. Uh, there's gonna be uh, treatments for HIV that are gonna be an injection once every couple months instead of a pill once a day. And I wanted to be a part of this evolving science. And now we have the best technology we have for HIV negative guys and women that are at risk is the uh, PrEP tablet. Mm. And there's soon gonna be PrEP injectables as well. And there's other things that are being studied. So it's a fascinating science. I just wish a couple things were as quickly evolving as the science, which is uh, criminalization in Canada, uh, the gay community awareness, right? When we come out of the closet, there's no gay 101 course. Nobody teaches us these things. And so, uh, I'm grateful that you know our community has so many supports, but there's a lot of people who are just missing it. Mm. Well, well, one of the things, and it, it this came up a little bit the last time you were on the show, was the U equals U. Yes. Uh, and, and explain what that is. I mean, Adam, you had said that you had only relatively recently heard about this. Yeah. Um, I so, don't know. And, and, I don't know. You know, you're you're in touch. So <laughs> try to be. <laughs> so if 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 he's just finding out about this, then a lot of people who are not in touch with the community are going to be way behind on this. So what is U equals U? Good question. U equals U stands for undetectable equals untransmittable. And this is about people who are HIV positive and taking medications to keep their viral load, the amount of virus in their blood, to an undetectable level. And that is- Undetectable a, in terms of- Meaning that when we normally do HIV tests, we're able to detect copies of the virus in their blood above 50 copies per milliliter. But if they're successful on treatment, we can get that number low, below 50, below 40. And now uh, we know that that's not just good for you know, someone to live long and have a healthy life, but it also means that if it's undetectable in the blood, it's undetectable in the semen and other fluids that transmit the virus. That means if I sleep with someone who's undetectable, HIV positive, undetectable, the chance of getting HIV is next to nil or negligible, or we keep evolving the language around this because we want people to know there's nothing to fear. And so uh, the folks at Prevention Access, uh, namely Bruce Richmond in the United States, started this great campaign. He was in the similar situation where his partner was at risk, the condom broke. And he wanted to tell his partner, you know, don't worry, I went to my doctor and he said I'm un undetectable. So he went to his doctor and he said, you know, can you, uh, can you tell me what the risk is to my partner? And he said, there's no risk. He said, can mm. you put that in writing? <laughs> and the doctor said, no. 
And so since then, that campaign started, hundreds of organizations around the world have signed on, including organizations here in Canada that say, yeah, we do believe that undetectable means that they can't pass the virus. And so let's not only promote that message to gay men that are having you know, sex with other men, but also tell governments and tell the law that if someone's undetectable, they're not to be feared. You don't need to put them in jail. I'm, I'm fascinated because, I mean, I came out in the 80s that, yes, we didn't even have um, uh, the drug cocktails at that yeah. point, right? It was AZT and ugh. Um, so there was, I, I understood the fear. Now, I, I'm always amazed when um, people like yourself or Richard Elliott, who was on the show a few months ago to talk about HIV criminalization, talk about the fear that still surrounds HIV. Um, I, I'm surprised by it, but at the same time, okay, if it's real, if it's there, how do we change, how, how, what do we do about that? Yeah, so fear is born out of ignorance, unfortunately. And there's always mm -hmm. a fear of the other. And I think uh, as Canadians, we're lucky to live in this society where we can treat people equally or we should treat people equally, you know, irregardless of their HIV status and their sexual orientation and their color and their gender. But obviously, there's still a lot of work to do. And even on the streets of Toronto, as recently as 2017, a police officer was trying to dissuade uh, an innocent bystander from recording something that was happening in arrest and he said you know that the suspect that was being arrested uh, has AIDS oh yeah, yeah right yeah. and he can spit on you and give you AIDS I can't tell you how upsetting that was to me how upsetting that was to people who are HIV positive 19,000 of them in this city and uh, to my friends in and other activists so we hit the streets and I think to promote the message uh, you know, that uh, people who are HIV positive aren't to be feared, we have to hit the streets. And that's what I'm doing with my team of Allies Against Stigma. And that's what I'm doing with my company, Meds Expert. And that's what I'm doing with other activists, like Queers Crash the Beat, is we're trying to spread the message out there that, first of all, HIV is not the same thing as AIDS. And you can't get it from spit. And we do not allow you know, people in the public service to be spreading what we call serophobia, the fear of people who are HIV positive. We need education out there. Mm. And in order to educate people, we need uh, public health, we need governments involved, uh, we need the uh, provincial government, sexual education in schools. So this message has changed. You know, the story around HIV was scary initially, and there was a lot of hysteria. Now people can live a normal life if they're HIV positive. It's a chronic condition like diabetes and hypertension. They can live just as long as someone who's HIV negative while they're on treatment. Not only that, if they're undetectable, they can't pass it to their partner. Yeah. Interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how things continue to develop. Of course, if people have questions for you or want to reach out to you, how do they find you? Medsexpert.ca. Cool. Got it. That's it. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank, Thank you, Michael. And we will see you next time on The Point.